0: Welcome back. This is Things Christians Want to Know, and I'm here with Paul Anderson, and I am Nate Johnstone, and last week we were discussing heaven, Uh, and Paul, you talked about how you didn't spend all that much time thinking about heaven, and then you started looking at it, and you've really been thinking about it a lot, and we discussed something that I think that maybe a lot of people don't really fully realize, and that's that in our eternal life, So after we die, moving into eternity, um, this is a physical life. It's a physical existence. Our Mm -hmm. bodies will be literally resurrected. And don't ask me to explain the science of how that works, but God created physical bodies. And so I have absolutely no doubt that he can resurrect our physical bodies, just like he did with Jesus. And I've had people ask, well, what about if you're cremated? And I say, God Mm -hmm. made us out of the dust of the earth. He can take the dust of your cremated grandma and turn her back into a grandma. That's not a problem. Um, but we will be physical, and heaven will be physical, and the new earth will be physical, and we'll get to eat food, and Yay. we'll get to touch things, and presumably climb mountains. I'm hope I'm still hoping we can fly. Karen um, thinks we will. I do because almost all cultures throughout history have been able to dream, or have been able to fly in their dreams. Mm-hmm. That was a sociology study that I that I learned in college. Just about all cultures in their dreams could fly. Hmm. And to me, that says that humans were created with the ability to fly. Because we don't all dream that we can move through solid objects. We don't all dream that we can shoot fire out of our eyes. We don't all dream that we can swim underwater without the need to rise up for air or any other strange thing. But we do
1: dream that we could fly.
0: Um, and I find that interesting.
1: Well... Was it Jesus or Paul said we shall be like the angels? So there's one sense at least that we're like the angels, and that may be it. Maybe that might be one. of them. That sounds good to me. I'm gonna I'm gonna bank
0: for that. And if if when we get to heaven, we can't fly, you know, there's got to be a suggestion box up there. Um, eternity is a long time. Maybe we'll be able to just you know lobby for for wings at some point. Um, but, but we're we're digressing now. But um, but heaven's gonna be physical. Is the point. Yes, And we talked a lot about that last time. We're going to eat food. Um, I think there will be animals there. Good. I mean, not only does it talk about the lion laying down with the lamb, but God loves animals. He created this earth, and he put a lot of things on this earth before us. Mm -hmm. And I think those things are important to him. When the flood came, God cared to save the animals and preserve those beings that he had created out of love and whom he said were good. He said it is good when he created animals. And so I think there will be animals in heaven, certainly. And I I have no problem thinking that our beloved pets who have gone on before us will be there as well. And, you know, I've heard people argue against that. But to me, it's God loves us. He is a loving God. Mm -hmm. And he is a good father. And why wouldn't he? It, It would be such a simple thing. To be able to see our pets in heaven—that's that, a—that's a very simple thing. Why in the world wouldn't God allow that to happen? I think that's a wonderful thing, um, and a beautiful thing. And to me, that sounds like God. Mm-hmm. That sounds like something God would do. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that one of the issues that people have, maybe a negative issue, of people when thinking about heaven—I think it's a negative. Is that for? I, th- I agree with the, your original statement last time, which was that we don't think about heaven enough. Mm-hmm. But I do think there's probably a minority of people who do think about heaven quite a bit, but they use that in an escapist kind of way. Mm-hmm. Um, and by escapist, I mean similar to the reason a lot of people believe in the rapture. And it's this idea and we're not commenting on the rapture here. Uh, that's that'll be another that'll be another podcast. Um suffice it to say that if there is a rapture I would like to be part of it. Okay. Um but a lot of people I've talked to who ha- who talk a lot about heaven they do so in a oh I can't wait to get out of here. Yes. Kind of a way. And mm-hmm. this life is awful it stinks. The devil is kicking our you know what's and the church is on the against the ropes and the world is beating us down which is a really horrible negative outlook in and of itself and so I can't wait for Jesus to come save us so that we can get out of here uh, and that does not sound New Testament to me oh. that doesn't sound New testament to me at all uh, and I think a lot of people have this you know I want to punt on the rest of my life because it's hard and so I'm just gonna punt and wait for Jesus whether it's till I die or till the rapture or whatever it is, till, till till heaven. And that's not the New Testament outlook. Paul clearly says at the end of his life, he's like, look, I, I'm done. I'm right up at the end. He is in prison in Rome. He knows he's going to go probably into the Colosseum. And he says, I have fought the good fight. Mm-hmm. I have finished the race. Yeah. Paul didn't punt when it got tough. He didn't punt after he got stoned. He didn't punt after he got stoned again. (laughs) I mean, the guy ran the race until it was done. And he says, and I will receive a crown. I believe he says the crown of righteousness in that case, Mm -hmm. who will be given to me by Jesus Christ, the righteous judge. And so he's looking forward to heaven. He's looking forward to his rewards, but he's not going to try to get there early. And he's not going to give up. On this life or in the things that God is calling him to do prior to getting there he's gonna run right up until the end and when he hits that tape at the end of the race like you see on TV if you haven't done done that sort of race he's gonna hit that tape and run through and then he's in the eternal life Mm -hmm. boom just like that Mm -hmm. he crosses the finish line and there he is it's a wonderful thing so let's continue talking about heaven and about the things that we can look forward to experiencing in the next phase of our eternal life.
1: Um, what's the next one that you've
0: got for us, all?
1: Last week, we started with Revelation 21. And I read, then I saw a new heaven and a new earth for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away and the sea was no more. So we talked about this new earth, God coming down to us. Second thing, and I'm, Putting them all with an R. The first one is recreation. The second is romance. Hmm. Everyone likes romance, right? Yes. And I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, adorned for her husband. Picture the bride. Picture the sense of intimacy, the intimacy that's going to take them into a lifetime of loving one another physical mm-hmm. physical to the max and here is God talking when he talks about the new earth talking about a wedding talking mm-hmm. about a bride so there's gonna be a wedding that takes us in to this relationship with Jesus for an eternity sex is a human picture of God's love for his people and the love of Jesus for the bride. Think of that. Something Mm -hmm. as physical as sex, and it's a picture that God wants to put in our minds about what's gonna happen in the new earth. Now, I don't know how that will play out as we relate to Jesus, but there's gonna be intimacy, Mm -hmm. and it's gonna be powerfully intimate. Mm -hmm. Because when you see a bride, that's one of the things that you're gonna think about. You're gonna think about that intimacy, and it started with a walk, and it's going to end with a wedding, the book does, but then it propels us into eternity, into a relationship with Jesus. Talk about physical.
0: Yeah, very interesting. That's a. I think for a lot of people, that's, and i including myself and a lot of people here, it's a little tough to get my mind around that. I, I, the, the the metaphor of the Bride of Christ mm-hmm. I think is a little tougher for guys maybe to grasp on to um, just because of our gender. Sure. Um, and I think that's obvious. But um, thinking of the Bride of Christ, you know, in a metaphorical sense, sure. But the idea that marriage itself, at least in part, was, I think, invented, well, was obviously invented by God. Marriage, sex, all invented by God. But for the purpose of foreshadowing the life to come Mm -hmm. and foreshadowing the concept of the church being the bride of christ so you're not the bride of christ i'm not the bride of christ but we collectively Mm -hmm. as followers of jesus are lovers of jesus and and we'll be the bride of jesus and i think that's a beautiful thing and i I love talking about that when i do weddings uh, and pastor gary gilbertson who did our wedding and you Paul did actually the worship at our <laughs> wedding um, you know they've talked about that which I, I really enjoy that but when you really think about it it is tough to get your mind around mm-hmm. what that exactly means but I think you touched on it that it's the intimacy
1: we've got a passionate God Satan didn't invent sex Satan hates sex yeah and I'm... so he dehumanizes it God loves sex as a picture of for for our relationship with him. So there's definitely something wonderfully passionate mm-hmm. about God that we are going to experience for eternity. Eternity is a very long time. That's a long time.
0: It's like a honeymoon. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know it how long it doesn't end. I don't know how long the honeymoon phase is gonna last, but it appears to last a really long time. Yep. I mean that's pretty much all the Bible talks about is the honeymoon phase. Um I'm thinking about my own life and if I've, you know, cause often in our relationship with God here on earth, I think we see tastes of what we'll see in the future for eternity. Cause as Paul says, we see in part, we prophesy in part, then we'll know fully, you know, as we're fully known. And I think we see in part now. And there have been times when I w- I've been in worship or in prayer and I've kind of felt that intimacy, mm-hmm. that real close uh, passionate connection with Jesus where it's almost an out-of-body experience. I've never done drugs so I can't compare it uh, to drugs but I, I, others have compared it to, to other kinds of narcotics and whatnot. But this almost out-of-body experience mm-hmm. there have been times where honestly in worship or in prayer I have felt like I was somewhere else or I didn't care where I was or, or something and it was really intimate Just that, I don't know what other word to use other than intimate. And when I think back in those times, this whole idea of being the bride of Christ actually makes a little more sense to me. Because I do think I have experienced, again, we see in part, you know, we know in part now, see through a glass glass darkly. But I think maybe I have experienced a little bit of, of what it would be like, or at least it helps me think about and imagine what it might be like.
1: I like the word intimate. I also like the word passionate. Mm -hmm. Passionate sounds physical. Yes. And I find myself sometimes these days so full of thanks for what God's doing in me and somehow through me and the life that he's allowed me to have. And I say over and over again, I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. And we'll be drawn to him for all eternity. Mm -hmm. It's interesting to think
0: about. Because I think as, even though we have been created to be eternal beings moving forward, in the sense that once we're in Christ, we will never not exist. That's difficult to conceive of, (laughs) Mm -hmm. because there was a time when we didn't exist in the past. Unlike God, who will never not exist in the future, but has also never not existed in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, we have been created to never not exist, and it's hard to imagine that. It's hard to imagine what heaven would be like in that sense. And to me, and I could be wrong here, but to me, when I think about heaven and getting to know God and getting all my questions answered about life and the world, I personally doubt that that's all going to happen on, like, day two. Mm-hmm. You know? I think... I also don't think we will have a 100% perfect relationship with God on day two. I think that we, personally, I think that we will continue where we left off in this life. Now we're without sin, so it'll be so much easier. Mm-hmm. Because our own selfishness really gets in the way of our relationship with God um, a lot. And without that, I think we'll be able to just continue to grow closer and closer and closer and build that intimacy and grow in that passion for a 100 years, a 1,000 years, 10,000 years. And 10,000 years later, we can look back and say, wow, I'm so much closer to God than I was when I first got here 10,000 years ago. And yet another 10,000 years will go by and we'll be that much closer. So I think that eternity isn't going to be something that happens to us immediately. Mm-hmm. We automatically have mm-hmm. 100% knowledge of God mm-hmm. and understanding. I personally think that that is going to continue to grow. Because when I look at God, I see a God of growth and a God of creativity, and a God of change. And that's who he is, and that's how he created the earth. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's what our eternity is going to look like, that we're going to continue to grow in knowledge and understanding and in intimacy and in passion with the Lord, and that it's going to be an eternally long honeymoon between us and God that continues to grow. Because that's one of the exciting things about marriage. And I know you've been married a few years. 43. 43, that's a fair few um, Sarah and I will be will hit twenty in May, okay. and which is scary to think about. We were children for those of you listening who don't know how old I am. We, we it was an arranged marriage. We we were you know single digit age, no. Um, but it'll be almost twenty years, and with each passing year, we get to know each other better.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And if we work on it, the marriage gets better. The relationship gets better. The knowledge and understanding gets better. The intimacy gets better the passion gets better Mm -hmm. if we work on it and that's what i see happening with our marriage between the bride and the lamb in the future is that it keeps getting better and as i talk to people who've been married a very long time like phil and margaret ludio um who just celebrated their 70th wedding Mm -hmm. anniversary 70 years that's what they have always said too
1: Mm -hmm.
0: that if you stay humble and keep humbling yourself before the Lord and each other. Um, and if you keep really working on it, that it keeps getting better. And that if you don't keep working on it, it goes sour quickly. <laughs> and when you're with them, you can see You it. can see it. They're the cutest couple, <laughs> I think, in the history of couples. Yes.
1: I mean, I never met Adam and
0: Eve. Maybe they were really cute. But Phil and Margaret Ludio are the cutest couple I've ever known. That's for sure.
1: Yep. So we talked about recreation We just talked about romance. I brought up last week the matter of relationship, not us with God, but God with us. Let me give you a number four R, okay? So, he will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore, for the former things have passed away. You know what the fourth aria is? Relief. 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 Relief of suffering. Relief of all kinds of pain. The pain of separation. The pain of rejection. The pain, the physical pain. It all goes when we're in the new earth. I think of a friend from North Heights, Steve Tenney whose son at the age of 19 developed overnight a strange incurable disease and he was gone within days. Mm. They couldn't even say goodbye to him. Horrible. They celebrated his 20th birthday without him. Mm. And as we would work out at the North Heights gym, I said, how does it feel, Steve? He said, it's almost unbearable Mm -hmm. without my son. And I can only look forward to the new earth, the new heaven. And so pain has caused him to look ahead to that beautiful tomorrow that I started with last week when I said that the more we look toward tomorrow, the better we can deal with today. Well, he had a terrible today when he lost his son. And so now he's looking forward to the reunion. That's gonna be something Mm -hmm. when he's reunited with his son. That That is, it's really
0: comforting and compelling to think about that the wiping away of every tear so talking about sorrow for those we've lost and also suffering emotional suffering but physical suffering too people you know in this life have a lot of physical suffering i've, mm-hmm. I've certainly had a lot of physical suffering and illness and at some point in this podcast i'll share my, my testimony about that but um, i can relate yeah. to looking forward to relief i have chronic pain In multiple ways every single day. Mm. And I look forward to not having that. (laughs) Mm. That sounds really good. It It does, doesn't it? It sounds really good to not have that pain. It sounds really good to not have the sorrow of missing those who have gone before us. Mm -hmm. My my father, you know, has lost both of his parents, my mother's lost both of both of her parents. Um, and many people lose parents, and as you just you know said, unfortunately, some people lose children, which has to be the mm. worst thing I can imagine mm. as a father of mm. three myself. And to know that all those who mourn will be comforted
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, is a huge relief, like you say. It's a huge relief, and it helps us to look forward. It helps us to put this life in perspective and look forward. And realize that yes, I miss them now, but this is a very short, finite period of my life. Yes. For the eternity of my life, which is just a few short years away, no matter how old we are now, it's a few short years away. <laughs> and for that time, I'll be with that person again. Um, that brings a lot of comfort.
1: We expect to bury our parents. Mm. Very sad. It was hard to lose my dad. He was too young, 77. That was tough, but we expect to. We don't expect to bury our children. Mm -hmm. Steve buried his son, terribly, almost unbearable. And so he's got a forward look Mm -hmm. that we all need, regardless of what we're going through, all Mm -hmm. of us go through. Life is harder than I thought it was gonna be, tougher. We Mm -hmm. have something to look forward to, relief, no mourning, no crying, no pain. For the former, that's one of the former things. Right. Pain is a former thing when we get to heaven. That sounds good. <laughs> when heaven comes to us, it's a wonderful thing. I'll give you one more here. So we've got recreation, we've got romance, we've got relationship. I just gave you refreshment. I mean, I gave you relief, and I tipped you off now to what the next one is. To him who is thirsty, reading from Revelation twenty one verse five. To him who is thirsty, I will give from the spring of the water of life, without payment. So thirst it creates desire, and in heaven, no desire goes unfulfilled,
0: Ooh.
1: including a desire for water, I guess, including my desire to fly, it's, maybe, maybe so. If you have a desire in heaven to fly, I think you're gonna fly.
0: Yeah, that sounds, I, to me that sounds right. And, you know, God's mandate to Adam and Eve to fill the earth and subdue it. Um, I think technology is a part of that. I think expanding our knowledge and learning how to steward and subdue the earth. Technology is a part of that mandate. And I, a lot of people think of heaven as like Amish town like we're gonna leave behind any technology and move into heaven <laughs> where there's no street lamps because God is our light. And it does say that, but it doesn't say there won't be technology of any kind. And so maybe if, uh, if we don't originally fly, maybe after a few thousand years, someone will invent a cool way to let me do that.
1: Okay. Could be. As I see it, heaven is a place where nothing goes unresolved. Questions have answers Needs are satisfied, desires are granted. Few things are as basic as water, and God didn't invent some new way to satisfy thirst. I think water will do just fine. H2O. So a lot of good
0: things to look forward to in heaven. Oh my. A lot of good things. Yeah. And uh, next week we'll talk about some more of those good things. So-